Hello and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. This is episode 148. This is my conversation with Lindsay Little. She is an independent comic book creator. She publishes on a website called Webtoons. Webtoons is a website that allows her to receive money from advertising, and also she has a Patreon link. Her comic is called Oni Girl. Oni Girl is a comic about these people who go to a monster high school. And you'll hear us talk about her plans for this comic. We also had a very interesting conversation. And it was very wide-ranging. We talked about food and different sorts of stuff and about sort of the state of where we are in the world, um, technologically and other ways. And I thought she was a very good guest. The thing I wanted to say, and, and one of the reasons why this history podcast is interviewing these people, is because I firmly believe that we are in a revolution, uh, a technological revolution, that is, to be more specific. And I firmly believe that's a good thing in the end of the day because you can get more exposure. You, you can get more people out into the world. And I, I think that's going to have really interesting and profound impacts on, I guess you want to call it, pop culture or maybe even just a shared media culture to be more broad than pop culture. Anyway, um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I will have links to all her stuff in the description. You know, please, please give it a look and support if you want to. Thank you so much. And, uh, as always, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. All right. See you next time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Lindsay Little, who, and this is going to be fun because we can see each other, and but y'all can't see us. <laughs> I'm going to render this down to audio. But we were going to talk about your comic, among other things, I'm sure. Yeah, whatever um, you want to talk about, really, but... Uh... Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to talk about your comic. So it's post-apocalyptic. Um, it will be sort okay. of. Yeah, that's okay. sort of. Uh, uh, I believe you're referring to an illustration that I did um, of my mm -hmm. main character, which I initially did as a uh, what some artists might know as a DTIYS. Draw this in your style. Um, so it was the very first Draw This In Your Style challenge I ever hosted. Um, but I thought it would be a good opportunity to draw something that would get people excited about uh, a future plot point in my comic. That's... Okay, tell me what a, uh, a Draw This In Your Style is. Sure. Um, so a lot of artists on social media will... Uh, provide these uh, activities or challenges where they'll draw um, something, usually a character, and then anybody who wants to participate uh, has to draw that same character, but in their style. 
Um, so oh. people will do that, and uh, oftentimes there will be a winner or winners, and they can win stuff. Uh, so for my for my uh, draw this in your style, I sent out stickers and uh, little charms like uh, phone charms and acrylic pins of my character. Hmm. And I'm gonna leave a link to all your different things you sent me below in the description. But uh, essentially, this is a, I guess, bikini-clad young lady with horns. And she's got a huge club here. Yeah, so uh, that character is called an Oni. Um, this is my my personal depiction of an Oni. And an Oni is a Japanese uh, monster or yokai. Um, and it's basically like the equivalent of an ogre. So Japanese Oni typically have uh, like sort of loincloths, sort of like cheetah print loincloths, something like that, or giant clubs and uh, horns, of course. Um, mine is a bit of a cuter version of uh, the traditional Oni. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big eyes and little heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big eyes, little heads. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I guess, like everybody, you you kind of grew up around post-apocalyptic themes or or what have you, or um, maybe a little bit. I do. I do really enjoy, um, like, the Godzilla films. Uh, I remember oh, watching yeah. those when I was really little, uh, like the, 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 the original ones from the 50s, except we probably had, like, the subtitled version <laughs> on VHS. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I liked those as a kid, and I sort of, in recent years, got back into them with the newer films, and uh, and then I met my boyfriend, who's also a huge Godzilla nut, just kaiju in general, which is like a kaiju is a giant monster that is capable okay. of destroying cities. Uh, um, so I've, I've really gotten into those kinds of yeah. films. And uh, I guess you can see a little bit of that in the illustration that you're referring I, I, to. You know, now that you mention it... Um Although she's not, I do have to clarify, she's not a kaiju in that illustration. I had one person uh, confused by that they, because of the scale, maybe. They thought she was a kaiju, but no, she's like a normal yeah. human-sized character, but she's in the foreground. Yeah. Well, like, um, now that you mention it, I do kind of see, like, a there's a skyscraper with a bite. At least one skyscraper with what looks like a bite has been taken out of it. Yeah, I've like got some guns. destroyed buildings back there. Um, yeah, the the yeah. thing is, is that I have the, I have a general idea of sort of the end of the comic. Uh -huh. um, and it's going to involve some of those themes we just talked about. But I don't want to go too much into detail because of spoilers. But also, right. the story may change drastically by the time I get to that point. So... <laughs> I don't want to promise anything that might change, you know? You know, I mean, you know, she, this could be just a dream and she might be settled down and, and be, you know, meet a nice boy with horns and 
whatever. Oh, that's a cute idea. <laughs> just settle down and have have a family with horns. And, <laughs> but she has these crazy dreams. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I've had this thought for a while that for I don't know, how long, however long it's been since uh, COVID first got going, mm-hmm. is that you know either we're gonna get really obsessed with post-apocalyptic stuff as far mm-hmm. as movies and whatever or what i actually think is going to happen because if you look at like ted lasso mm-hmm. the show like ted lasso or something like that i think people are gonna get like 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 maybe if it's like really good and on point with the post-apocalyptic i think that could work but honestly i just like you look at ted lasso ted lasso is the syrupy sweet little show that if it wasn't for a pandemic nobody would watch (laughs) you uh you mentioned you mentioned that to me before um but i haven't seen it it sounds like something i need to look into oh it's you know right you you do (laughs) (laughs) it's really good but it's it's telling that it's so to me like it's telling that it's so people are attracted to it yeah. Because it's think, just so... Yeah, go ahead. I think you make a good point about the potential for there being more apocalyptic um, sort of media. Um, and not to not to be a pessimist or negative, but I wouldn't even... I would, I would definitely um, say that COVID, is, COVID would be part of that. But also just the general direction of the way things are going, just mm. with everything, with like climate change and the political climate and just everything. Right. I, I I would not be surprised if there would be more apocalyptic uh, type media in the future. Or like how, I mean, here's something, I mean... We're we're what they call mutuals on Twitter, so you might uh-huh. have seen me tweet about this. Um, there's a whole lot of I just sort of vented on Twitter, and a whole lot of people uh-huh. ended up seeing it. But like I was talking about how Facebook, you know, is uh-huh. we're gonna have to deal with that. We're gonna have to deal with this is gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> the the frustrating thing is that. There's so much to deal with, and mm. and I know I know more and more people, or I like to think more and more people are aware of this and take what little action we individually can. But I do also understand and sympathize with people who just sort of get overwhelmed by it all and just sort of get paralyzed by it. I know there's a word yeah. for that, but it's not coming to me, but that's a good word. Cause that's what, yeah. you know, that's a good word. Um, it's crazy to me to, to realize, I don't know how much of my podcast you've heard, but um, I have I heard one episode. Yeah. Well, well, I listened to a little bit. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. What What's crazy to me is that because we speak English, lots of other people speak English too. 
and you know you, we can talk to so many people mm. like all over the world and get their perspective and what's crazy is like how common all of our problems like how many problems mm-hmm. are just so relatable yeah um yeah but like okay let's let's take it back to your comic so tell me about how did you get into wanting to make a comic first off um so i think i think ever since i was little i was interested in comics i definitely read a lot of them and i i would doodle them sometimes and just like little kids often do, they have these grand ambitions. Like, I want to be an astronaut. I want um, But I, I would, I would draw tons of these little comics in like composition notebooks and stuff. Like, I, I remember distinctly for a while as a little kid, I had this little comic called, uh, what was it called? It was called Baby Gum. I don't. It was a stupid name. But I had these cute little characters, like a cat, a dog, and a rabbit, maybe. And they would just get up to wild adventures. Uh, I was a little kid. The comic was stupid, but the adults thought it was great. Maybe it was pretty good for a kid, but definitely not worth reading, like, in actuality. Like, I'm sure I would cringe if I read it uh, as an adult, but I just... I just sort of remembered recently that I used to draw those and realized like how early on I wanted to be a comic artist. But somehow or other, as I got older, I was, I don't know, maybe I realized how much hard work comics are. So I put that aside. I put that aside and decided to be an illustrator and then uh, a digital illustrator and then a graphic designer. And then I got back into comics again. Uh, but I guess the the deeper and truer answer to that, uh, sorry to be rambling, but um, about five or six years ago, I was sort of in a dark place in my life. And I drew myself uh, as sort of like a horned creature or something that resembled Dang. myself. And, and that, that looked a lot like the... The young girl that you drew. She, there's definitely some uh, uh, of myself yeah. in that character, even though she's yeah. turned into her own character at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she actually evolved from that drawing that I was talking about. It started off as a uh, a sketch of a girl with horns that represented my dark feelings at the time, and evolved into the mm-hmm. character that you see today. That, I mean, yeah, right. So many people that I've talked to, like, so many people, they say, like, well, I always wanted to do this, but I never could make it work, so I ended up doing that. Mm. And I think, like, one of the one of the real positives about now is that you can get your stuff out in front of, from an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely agree. You know, I mean, I just think that's so positive. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. There's uh, there's definitely um, through the internet like a wider audience mm-hmm. reach than if 
I don't know, what would the equivalent, the non-internet equivalent be for a podcaster running around with a tape recorder, I guess? Well, there's a fellow that does a podcast out in, uh, up in Connecticut, or did he move to Rhode Island? New England. And he runs his podcast through a radio show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> the radio yeah. does so, that still exist. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have a you potentially have a much wider audience as a podcaster than you would on the radio. Yeah, for sure. You know, but yeah. So I mean, like when you were little, did you like look at Supergirl comics or? Um. Like, so what when kind I was, of comics did you look at when you were little? My my comic interest sort of evolved over time when I was little, but, like, the earliest access I had to comics was, like, the Sunday Funnies. Mm. Like, the comics you get in the newspaper. So I would mm. read those mm. every Sunday. Like, that's what I would <laughs> look forward right. to in my afternoons. Um, and then we didn't have a grocery store where I grew I mean, we didn't have a comic book store where we grew up. We had a grocery store that would have uh, comic books. Uh, sort of in the magazine section, so I would I would always get the Archies and Bettys and Veronicas and Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and I did buy a few superhero comics, but I was primarily interested in the relationship stuff. Archie and Betty. So the um, so the horn girl here with the club. Do you think that's going to be more superhero or more relationship? Driven. Um, at the moment, it's more relationship-driven, but I'm sort of, like, amping up the intensity of my story little by little to okay. the point that by the end, it might be 50-50. A little bit of action, a little bit of relationship drama. You know what you ought to see? I mean, I don't know if you've seen this or what. I don't know what, I don't know what kind of tv you like or or whatever but i like all kinds of stuff so whatever you say it's a uh, possible I'll like it as soon as you started talking about 50 50 relationship and drama mm-hmm. you you ought to see the americans oh okay i've heard the title but yeah <laughs> i haven't seen that it's on amazon i don't know if you have that mm-hmm. whatever i do yeah. yeah because they have like they're this, they're this couple with these kids, but they're also Russian spies. Mm-hmm. So, so that'd be the model for like. Oh, you know, I get why it's called the Americans. That sounds really so, fun, actually. Actually, it's really dark. But I like dark <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's good, but you know. Um. I'll look it up. Yeah. No. I'm just, you know, because I'm a creator, too, and I was mm. thinking, sometimes, like, I'll think, well, who did this better than me, or who did this first? Yeah. Right, like, the American. I mean, sometimes it helps to know, I mean, sometimes you can get inspired by this other stuff, uh, but you also have to mm. know, like, what not to do, like, make sure you don't do what's already been done before. Well, there's very few things that have never been done. I mean, there's very, very few things that that's true. Have I'm never, just, never been done. I'm a little, I'm a little paranoid about um, like accidentally plagiarizing somebody. 
So if somebody will recommend to me something like, oh, you should, uh, like whenever people recommend monster comics, like specifically monster character comics, uh, I'm always reluctant because I don't want to, I don't want to read or watch it and then accidentally absorb that and then regurgitate it into my own work accidentally. Because this has happened to me before. Really? Yes. Like, so, okay. so, okay, I, I bought a comic once, and I read it, and it was really weird, but I, like, years later, had an idea for a story, so I wrote it down, and I, pl- I was so dedicated into turning this into a comic, and then one night, I watched a movie with friends, I had forgotten about that uh, previous comic I had read. Anyway, I watched this movie with friends, and it was the same plot as the comic I had previously read that inspired me to write my own thing, and it was the reanimator. <laughs> so basically, I had, which is sort of like a B-horror film that I... <laughs> well, so I, I mean... I can't believe that. Go ahead. I mean, I could I could potentially take what I had written and rework it enough that it would be its own thing. But at the time, the way it was, it was too similar to the Reanimator. <laughs> it's it's funny to me because if you if you've ever have you seen the Reanimator? I don't even know what that is. I I don't remember it very well, but I remember it being bonkers like it it's an insane movie it's just i don't even know if it's good i think maybe people enjoy it because it's bad it's it's one of those kinds of movies (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no like what i was gonna say was Mm. i mean i'm a firm believer in like like concepts are in the ethers you know Mm. Mm -hmm. like that happens all the time in Hollywood. Like they'll have yeah, that's true. Multiple, multiple scripts about loosely about the same thing or mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, you know, there's even a famous case with um, was it Star Trek: Deep Space Nine and Babylon Five that was I think Star Trek: Deep Space Nine was really close to Babylon Five. Like, uh, yeah, and, I- like. They think somebody might have copied something. Oh yeah, this does this does sort of happen a lot. Like uh, yeah. Bugs Life yeah. and the uh, ants. Uh, those are. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uh, my ex boyfriend from college, who uh, or my ex husband from college rather, we went to the same art school, and apparently his professor, his animation professor. Uh, had originally written something that was Bugs Life, and then Disney stole it. So he ended up he ended up continuing with his concept, but just uh, replacing the bug characters with fairies or something like that. It was called Delgo. Okay. <laughs> so. So, yeah, that definitely does happen. In that instance, there were three different movies with similar premises. 
Did you go to Skag? Mm-hmm. Or did you do the I one did. in Savannah or the one in Atlanta? In Savannah. Oh, okay. I used to live in Savannah. Oh, wow. I lived in Savannah for a while, too. Like, obviously for school, but I later uh, moved down there uh, and lived mm-hmm. for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Really hot place. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I live in Texas now, so it's about the same. <laughs> it's about the same? Yeah. That's what, That's funny. Um, yeah. Real moldy hot place, I tell you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not as enjoyable. Mm. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Um, so, um, yeah, I heard that story, which is why I I picked up on that. Mm. Like, I heard that story. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess, like, I mean, there's lots of movies about bugs, or I feel mm-hmm. like there could be, you know, something. Something a child. I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't worry too much about. um, I mean, I I think I do a good job of creating my own thing. Like, obviously, I'm inspired by other stuff. uh, Yeah. But which comes into my comic. But I do. I do try to make it my own thing. Well, I mean, I I wonder if like that's going to get harder and harder. In general or for myself? In general. In Mm. general, because, like, think about it. I mean, probably. Yeah. With all of the, like, movie remakes and sequels and, yeah. Like, there's all this stuff. Like, there's even, like, I don't even know what you would call it, but, like, YouTube. What's the genre for YouTube videos? Like, Um, like, what would that be? (laughs) Not quite reality television, but like, you know, like like vlogger type stuff. Vloggers. Like binging, with, well, binging with Babish, or uh-huh. what's another one? Like uh, Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Uh, or there was one I was up. Uh, the the guy that cooks out in California. There's a guy. Who cooks in his backyard at, out in California? Oh, I don't know that one. The only there aren't many there aren't many uh, YouTube channels I'm subscribed to, but I really like hot ones. Oh yes. Do you like that <laughs> one? <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. uh, my boyfriend and I bought their hot sauces. Oh. We bought we bought ten of the hot sauces they use on their show. And we we ate them uh, and recorded our own <laughs> episode of Hot Ones. But the twist, the twist is yeah. that my boyfriend has an ASMR YouTube channel. So the entire time we did the challenge, we just quietly spoke in calm voices and <laughs> tried to maintain our composure. <laughs> it was okay. a lot of fun, actually. Okay, for those of you who are just, which is all of you. We were just listening to this. I was laughing so hard just then that no air was. It's like, Jesus, that's. <laughs> Especially like with the last. Hour. What's the thing they call like the last bit of hot sauce? Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> so are, are they as hot as people say? Yes. Oh. Okay. Ooh. So I. 
I was a little bit skeptical as a viewer because like you watch you watch these without any sort of measure of how spicy these things are but we we were we were kind of babies about it. We just had like little dabs. I wish we had gone honestly, I wish we had gone harder with it and coated our entire chicken nuggets with the hot sauces, but we just had dabs of each. And towards the end it was put, still Yeah. Did you put this on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> Would you mind if I threw that link in the description? If you want to, yeah. If you okay. want to. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> you know, there was a, maybe it'll be like Justin Bieber, the, I forget who it was that was sitting home. Some famous guy was sitting uh, home. And he was sitting he was home? No, some famous person, oh. like I forget who, was sitting at home one night. Oh, sorry, yeah. he, he, he was watching um, YouTube, just sitting mm. at home. And he sees this little boy. I, I'll never forget, like, when I was in, when I was taking psychology, mm. uh, the the professor threw up this video that the the famous person saw, and it was of this child, this little child, mm. playing the drums like like he was old, like really playing the drums, mm-hmm. and you're just like, that's insane, <laughs> and that's how Justin Bieber happened. Mm. <laughs> you know, I forget the guy. Oh God, some super famous celebrity was just. I like, might have, I might have seen it. I've seen a lot of those episodes. <laughs> oh my God, what a world we live in. <laughs> so, um, what does your boyfriend think of your comics? Thank you. Uh, he's very supportive of them. Um. In fact, he uh, edits each chapter a- after I've written it. Okay. Sometimes. So, okay. Hmm? I think you said this before, but can people find your comments somewhere? Where, where yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. I used to post my pages on uh, its own main site, but now I'm really pushing people to go to Webtoon to read my comic. Uh, because uh, through viewership, I get ad revenue there. Um, so that's a really great way to support me, and the comic is still free to read if people wanted to read it there. What's it called? I don't think we've said the name. So it's called, if you go to Webtoon and search Oni Girl, O-N-I-G-I-R-L, then they'll be able to find it there. And that's Webtoon, like... Uh uh, T-O-O-N or... Yeah, yeah. W-E-B-T-O-O-N. But I'll be sure okay. to give you a link as well. Alright. I'll definitely go to that. Please <laughs> do! No, I'll um, definitely go to that. I'm totally revamping it too. Um, mm-hmm. I used to make my pages in like a standard comic book format. Um, and I also used to draw it black and white mm-hmm. uh, with the intent to color it later. But now, uh, because my comic is doing so well on Webtoon, I've decided to totally dedicate myself to Webtoon. So I'm completely adjusting all of my pages so that they fit that format better. Uh, And I'm also putting them in full color. So it's going to look like Oni Girl looks here. 
on my on my screen. It's going to look a little different. Um, okay. And you'll see when you visit it, but uh, most of the pages are in black and white right now. Uh, the first few pages I've started uh, re-uploading in full color. Um, and then the newest pages are also going to be in color. And then I, I sort of have to fill that gap in between with colored pages. So when you start reading, you'll notice it's in color and then there will be black and white pages and then it'll be in color again. But I'm working really yeah. hard to uh, make it all uniformly in color. How long does it take you to to do what I have in front of me? Like, how long would it take you to draw that? Are you, uh, is it a comic page or is it an, illust an illustration? Oh. Okay, that's right. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a, a page or it looks like a page um it's got this girl in a bikini and she's wearing a cloth or a loincloth or whatever and she's got this club that's as big as she is so for like those uh for my illustration work that takes me um between 15 and 15 30 40 hours Something like that. <laughs> I'm I'm having to do the math because I ha I do have a full time job uh, mm -hmm. as a graphic designer, and then when I get home from work is when I do my other stuff like my comics and my illustrations. Wow. So that's five or six hours a day that I can dedicate to comics or illustrations. So multiple days of those could be an illustration. Well, hopefully it'll. Hopefully we have a. Like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on our hands, or like that a, would be amazing. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so that was for the three of you that don't know. That was a comic done by these two people. One of them was a good deal older than the other one, and like they both had day jobs when they started. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the full backstory, but I know it was a silly little thing that just blew up into popularity. I literally saw a tweet about this, uh, like, yesterday, that uh, somebody, some guy was like, yeah, I bought the original, uh, like, number one issue for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I thought, what is this thing? And he got rid of it, and then, like, years later, when they start making movies and stuff, he was like, what did I do? Okay, so there was a comic that predates the kids' show. By yeah. quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, so this is a PSA for my audience. If by miracle of God you happen to have an original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, black and white, you know, comic book, don't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get rid of it. <laughs> Things valuable. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, but yeah. I don't know. I just see. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. Your this illustration here. So Thank you. you have other. I guess you have other characters for the for your comic too. Or? Oh, I I absolutely do. Um, off the top of my head, I have about twenty or more characters. Uh, some of them are more reoccurring than others, but. My comic takes place, I guess I didn't mention this before, but my comic no. takes place in a school for monster children. So as you can imagine, in a school environment, it's going to have a lot of characters. So 
I've got monster teachers and monster students galore. So she's the, uh, but she's the main character? She's the main character, and she's sort of the new girl at school. Hmm. 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 And uh, is it like with the, uh, oh, what's that called? X-Men, where they find out that they're monsters? Do they find out that they're... So, believe it or not, like, I know know the basic principle of X-Men, that they're all um, mutants. But, and I know that they go to a school, and I know that Xavier, yeah. or wait, is it Professor Xavier is the, the yeah. professor, and the, uh, and that he's psychic, right? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. that's, that's, or that's, that's the, I think that's the bad guy that's psychic. Oh, right? is yeah. it? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I think. That just goes to show how little I know about X-Men, but, um, uh, <laughs> so, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to compare it to X Men because uh, in my comic, um, monsters are sort of uh, hidden. People don't believe yeah. in monsters in this world I've created, and the ones that do are sort of labeled as conspiracy theorists. Um, so, in order for monsters to survive in this human-dominated world, they have to. Not only learn what a normal human student would learn, but also learn how to hide their appearance and also, like, uh, study human behaviors in order to blend into human society and to keep surviving. Yeah. So in in my story, most monsters know that they're monsters. Let me give you a little piece of advice. Okay. Okay. Don't watch X-Men. Okay. Going back to what we were talking about before, about being uh, influenced. Little piece of advice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because you want to be able to tell people that you've never seen that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you've got me worried. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, because it's... it's, uh, you can have, like, concepts. I did watch the cartoon when I was little, although my well, memory of it's very vague. You can have, like, concepts, but you can't have... Um, it's And that gets a little gray, but you can have concepts, but you can't have, like, like whole plot. Yeah. They get lifted. Yeah. But so may- maybe, like, you know, maybe get with your boyfriend later and be all, hey, yeah, we're not going to watch X-Men. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty uh, knowledgeable about uh, comic book stuff, so I think he'll yeah. let me know if I yeah. uh, end up getting into territory that's too similar to what I'm doing. Yeah, it might be something you want to, you might want to look up, because, I mean, unlike before, I mean, where you know, Marvel has lawyers and Image has lawyers and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so somebody could say, hey, this is a little too like The Walking Dead or, or mm. whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, whenever you get a chance to read my comic, you'll be able to see how similar it is to X-Men or not. But I've, uh, I've never read the comics, but I've oh, seen you the have? <laughs> oh. I have seen the movies. Mm. I and, saw Logan. Um, is that what it was? 
Uh, was so, that the name of it, Wolverine Specs? So, yeah, Logan was, so Wolverine was, had adamantium added to his bones. I remember liking that movie a lot, but that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I remember I had superhero movies, to be honest. Yeah, well, you're in the- <laughs> You know, a graphic artist behind on the superhero movies. <laughs> There's just so many of them. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm a little fatigued by them. Like, uh, I uh, did love... Uh, oh, I did love the... I did love the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Mans, and I loved uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, yeah. I'm cool with those. <laughs> so what happened was... Okay, so... Christopher Nolan reinvented Batman. Mm-hmm. I saw those. And that, yeah. Yeah. And that I've was seen, big. Okay. Now that I think about it, like every superhero movie you mention, I'll be like, oh, I did see that, even though I just said, oh, I'm behind on superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just a little piece of free advice. Don't mm-hmm. don't see. Don't watch X Men. Like don't. Okay. Do I that. probably won't anyway, <laughs> just because who's got the time, but I'll <laughs> I'll take your yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um <laughs> Right. But um Yeah, I mean I, I love that's what I love about talking to folks like you is like there's this whole thing that's bubbling up in the in the world. There's like this creative thing. Mm. It's happening. It's just bubbling up in the world. Because people have yeah. more access to create stuff. For technology, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking to you on my phone. Yeah. I'm talking, you know. I mean, for and, sure. Like, with a single app like TikTok, somebody can create a six second video and go viral. Like, everybody's got the potential to create nowadays. I mean, everybody could create, but now everybody's got the potential to create with a wide audience. Have an audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, have an Ouch. audience. You're just like, wow. I mean... That was me hitting my elbow. Yeah. So, <laughs> that might be the edit. I don't know. I might leave that in. That, but, that's... <laughs> um, I, will, I will say that is... Uh, that particular topic is really interesting to me because uh, my comic didn't have much of a fan base before um, until I got onto Webtoon and started promoting it. But the audience is already there, so that was a huge boost for me. Mm-hmm. Webtoon is a great representation of this very thing. No, I, I would imagine. I've never heard of it. And I'm now, right, yeah, Webtoon is like uh, primarily independent creators. Like Webtoons, web for some, uh, for some, the paid premium uh, illustrators, they work with them to create content. But for the most, for for the most part, most of the comics on there are by independent creators like myself, mm. um, who have no. Uh, um, what's the word? Uh, no assurance that this will eventually uh, bring in revenue. Um, but with that said, um, people have gotten success from it. Um, 
and I'm slowly uh, building that myself. Um, and then Webtoon is like constantly bringing in more readers and new projects. Like, I don't know if you know this, but they just recently collaborated with DC Comics. So now there's oh, wow. an official, there's an official Batman comic on Webtoon now. Uh, they also collaborated with uh, Archie Comics. So one of the Archie characters, oh. Ethel, uh, has a comic on there now as well. That is so cool. That's just really cool. Yeah. They sh they um yeah. they should be a lot of fun. I haven't had a chance to read them yet, but they sort of fit that um demographic that uh webtoon seems to reach. Like the younger is it younger people or is it I would, would say um millennials and younger, like Gen Z to millennials. I don't have the yeah. numbers, but from my experience, that seems yeah. to be. I don't know. Like, I just kind of wonder. I, I look at these kids and stuff, and you know, I'm just thinking. God, think think of the world they're going to live in, and they're not going to know that. Like, they're not going to know that, that that there was anything other than this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I was literally talking about this with my uh, boss. Uh, yesterday or the yeah. day before, he was he had brought up the idea of how growing up uh, with social media, how it affects your your self esteem and your perception of yourself. Um, and it's an interesting point because what's your take on that? By the way, it, it's interesting because I I didn't grow up. Uh, with the internet until uh, sort of early middle school and onward but mm. but like kids who were born um, around the time that everybody had widely available internet access and I can't I can't imagine what it would be like to grow up having constant access to YouTube or because you know parents are like giving kids their phones and their tablets to keep them occupied but mm -hmm. but i can't imagine like what it must be like to consume uh just the internet in general at an early age um i know that it's got to be something that's more monitored because it it would be too easy to I mean, just like just like anything, I guess, you can't have too much of a good thing. You've got to monitor your intake. And I think the I think the Internet is an, a good example of that. Mm -hmm. And just the kind of content, too. Yeah, like I know exactly what you're talking about, like um, as far as like I read something where. Uh, Instagram for young girls is supposed to be like a problem like oh a, yeah a problem. yeah and i mean i have like i get all the time you know people trying to slide into my instagram and i have to block them all the time and you know i mean i have a podcast so i get 
I get the next level of scam emails. Mm. You know, I get that next level of scam emails. And I'm telling you, man, I I figured out real early, like, don't check your podcast email when you're tired. Like, when you're, <laughs> oh, no. you're gonna be sh- gonna be sharp. Oh, nothing, no. nothing happened. Like, you know, right. nothing happened. But you gotta like. You have to be you gotta, vigilant. You yeah. Be, you got to be thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you got to be thinking. You know. Lots I mean, of dangers. There's what was it today? There was something today in my normal email that I was like, "What?" And then I looked at it. No, that's fake. That that's a scam. Mm. Like you know. Some of like, them are. Yeah, I've had I've had uh, job uh, inquiries. Mm-hmm. That were that were scams, like uh, supposed mm-hmm. graphic design opportunities or illustration opportunities, total scams. Mm-hmm. And those are like particularly heart wrenching when you're looking for jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of them are convincing until oh, you yeah. like until you Google it and find that other people have had that exact same email. You have to, you have to look, you have to study, you have to look, mm-hmm. you know, and you even have to look at like in, on their website. And this is what's so terrible is you have to look on their website and you have to be like, look at how they're dressed. Mm-hmm. Like, do people really dress like that? Mm-hmm. Like, do people in that industry really dress like that? Uh, no. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do you get a bunch of uh, spam uh, messages asking you to be an influencer? Because that's what most of my oh, DMs are about. I'm sure God. everybody gets those, but it's I always did. a generic, like, oh, we saw your profile and da 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 And I look at their, their Instagram account and it's like dog accessories or something. Something completely unrelated to my artwork. See, I wish I got dog accessories. I get things like, um, I mean, you know, I guess the the adult way to say this would be uh, ladies of the evening. Oh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what they are exactly. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get as many of those. So I get a lot. Of, I get a few of those, and I get, um, I'll get emails. And I don't want to challenge anybody to learn English grammar, but I'll get emails from people that obviously don't know English grammar, mm-hmm. and they right. want me to pay. They want me to pay for this, or they want me to, you know, they want me to pay this invoice or that invoice, or yeah, that's it's you know, becoming <laughs> a spam in general is becoming a big you know? problem. I know. Exactly. Um, uh what what's his name the the british comedian who used to be on um the tonight show uh us uh oliver john oliver it's john oliver thank you he had a really good uh segment about spam calls and why they've uh increased in abundance and yeah yeah that one's a good video what did he, I mean, what did he say? Um, from my vague recollection, it was, um, 
basically why we've seen an increase. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, I don't remember if he gave any advice on what to do about it. <laughs> there, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot for anybody to do about it. My favorite is like when, so I'll get, there's a hospital that I don't even live anywhere around. Like mm-hmm. I don't even live in the same state as a hospital. And now I'll get this call all the time. And it'll be like, it'll be like their cardiology department or their cancer or whatever. And they'll tell me about my car insurance or they'll tell me about like my, <laughs> you know, or vacation rental or <laughs> and you're just like uh. it's overwhelming it is it is and I, I mean I think about like you got to teach a kid that. I mean that's why I wouldn't want to give a kid a phone mm-hmm. you think you know yeah there's I mean, there. Uh, most schools offer computer classes uh, yeah. to varying degrees, and that might be something that they should teach more in those kinds of classes. Just internet safety, I guess, and that would encompass like not just knowing what to look out for, uh, but also like making sure that it doesn't mentally affect you in a negative way like uh, these sort of things are important in this world where it's sort of a necessary evil to have like like even on twitter um you gotta watch out you might be interacting with a sock puppet (laughs) i mean you know or uh you know what that you know what that is right that's like a a bot or something. Oh, I, f- I figured that's what you meant, though I haven't yeah. heard that phrase before. But especially young people, like, they, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have kids, but <laughs> it brings out my maternal instinct a little bit, thinking about the kind of situations kids can mm-hmm. get themselves into online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, there's yeah, there's just Absolutely. so much that they need to be careful I, about. Yeah, they do. They do. And we haven't even, I mean, <laughs> so let's get back to your comment. <laughs> um, hi. So tell me about, is she going to have the internet? Or like, are they going to have the internet? And, yeah. Or do they have the internet in a post-apocalyptic world? Well, it hasn't gotten post-apocalyptic yet, but even in uh, even in the rural environment that my comic is set in, uh, they do have the internet. And in fact, that's going to be a little bit of a plot point at the end of my current chapter. Okay. Because um, basically, in this world I've created where monsters oh. have to find ways to survive in a human-dominated world, Appearance has a lot to do with it, but you have to think about how the internet could offer them a lot of opportunities. So that's that's something that I'm bringing up at the end of my chapter, at the the current chapter that I'm writing and drawing. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's cool that we just happen to be talking about that. 
So how does the internet help them out? I mean, there's lots of uh, remote jobs that like humans oh, yeah. have access to. So why not a monster? And oh, you don't man. need to look like a human if you can just have <laughs> the profile of a human. Oh, just that that's sort so of thing. cool. That's so cool. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm thinking about these things. I'm trying to make it realistic and grounded. You know, here's something that I've thought about lately. As a society, we haven't yet had the thought. I mean, some people have, sure. I have, and a lot of my friends have. And a lot of people I know have, but I mean, society as a whole mm. hasn't really had the thought. What if COVID doesn't go away? Yeah, <laughs> I, I get what you mean. Like some of us have thought about it, but not a lot of people have. I and think I'm not because even, they're too scared of that idea. Well, I'm not even talking about. Idea. I'm not even talking about COVID. I'm talking about... No, I completely agree. Um, there's there's always COVID variants, and then there's always more diseases. The hospitals yeah. is what I was thinking about. The hospitals. Because you got people that they can't get into the hospital yeah. because of COVID. Mm. You know, so I was thinking about... Like people who don't even have... COVID, who can't get into the mm. hospital. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was that that could be a plot point in a <laughs> in my comic. Oh, that would be interesting. That's a yeah. good idea because that's something I'm, that that's something that needs to be talked about. Okay, I got. I haven't. I, I can't even believe I haven't asked you this yet. <laughs> Um, here we are, 55, 56 minutes in. I haven't asked you this yet. Here we go. Um, which came first, the COVID pandemic or the idea for the comic? Oh, the comic, for sure. Really? Yeah. The comic, I mean, the comic started from the character that I mentioned, which was just a representation of how I felt in a dark time in my life. Okay. Uh, so, as for the story of my comic, it has built and evolved over time, um, and just coincidentally, uh, we're in a increasingly crazy world. It gets crazier and crazier, and I guess my comic is headed in that direction, too. Were you the person, because I talked to so many people, were you the person that was saying that you're interested in the mundane aspects of a of a post-apocalyptic life. You and I talked about that. I don't know if okay. you and yeah. I did talk about that, but I don't know if you talked about that with anybody else. But yeah, we yeah. we briefly talked about how um, we were interested in. Um, you had talked about restaurants specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you and I have both noticed. Yeah. Um, how even the things that we are accustomed to seeing on the menu, that's completely changed. Yeah. Changed or whatever. 
Yes, my favorite grilled cheese sandwich is not on the menu at Alamo Draft House anymore because of COVID. <laughs> How is that even okay? All right, wait a wait a second. Bread, cheese, butter. What am I? What am I missing? I well, they have a fancy grilled cheese, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> it's like it's a, oh, it's so good. I'm so sad it's not on the menu anymore, but it's it's like yeah. goat it's called the adult grilled cheese and it has goat cheese, tomato, spinach, probably like mozzarella or some other kind of cheese. Um and it was so oh, good. It was so okay. good. Alright. I know what the deal is. You said goat cheese. Alright. Mm. Yeah. It's the goat cheese. Yeah. I was afraid it's of the goat. that. I bet. But, I mean, so I'm older than you, and I remember when the, one of the things I think is I wonder if people are going to become better cooks because of this. Like, I wonder if people are going to just be better cooks. You know, because mm-hmm. the, when the 2008 recession hit, the freezer section got better. After the 2008 recession, the freezer section got better. So. You know, and of course now we have smartphones, and it's real easy to Google up a recipe or something. Mm. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast um, a day or so ago, and they were they were sort of speculating what the future might look like as far as. Um, the proteins that we consume, like if we get to a point in the world where we no longer rely on um, like livestock the way that we have been. um, Mm. And if we produce like uh, more vegetables in our diets and like uh, lab grown meat, as opposed to like slaughtering uh, livestock, um, are we going to look back on today and think, what were we thinking? Like, we were <laughs> killing all of these animals and eating them, which I do eat meat, so this isn't a judgment against anybody who does. <laughs> but it's it's interesting to imagine a world where that might not, that might no longer be the reality or the norm. Yeah. I'm all, for, get- I'm all for lab-grown meat. I think it's in yeah. in my Me head. Too. It's yeah. Me too. I had a guest. Um, I had a guest, and he's out there too in Texas. But he's. I don't think he's making lab-grown meat, but he's aware of it. Yeah. He's really aware of it, and he was talking. He was telling me like what they're already able to do, and he's like, if you if you go scale that out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm. Jesus, he's like, we could be eating dinosaur meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting that's idea that I insane. hadn't considered. So like, that's an interesting idea because obviously there are more exotic animals out there that we don't regularly consume or it's, it's bad to consume, especially if they're, um, 
yeah. going extinct or something. So lab-grown meat would offer people the opportunity to see what a dodo tastes like, potentially. Or, yeah, like a bison. Or, or, yeah. Well, I can, I can go down the road and eat bison. I was about to say, I've had bison. But, <laughs> yeah, bison's actually good. Yeah, yeah I like good. bison. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Tongue. The weirdest no, thing? Oh, no, go ahead. no. Um, that's the weirdest thing I eat on purpose, on a regular basis. Uh, well, the weirdest thing I ate that was good was snails. Oh, Yeah. It's been a long time since I've had that, but I had that once. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest thing I ate that was good was snails. I used to know somebody that had the thought, uh, they thought, what's that snake people eat? Snake? There's some kind of snake people eat. I don't know. I've never had snake. Yeah. There's some. I snake. bet it tastes like alligator, though. That would be my guess. I had it. I was like, I had it once, and I was like, this does not taste like it should cost this much money. Oh, he was, <laughs> where did you get a, where did you get snake? <laughs> well, when you live in Atlanta, uh-huh. um, you can, you can find, you know, especially, especially in the good, in the days before the 2008 crash, uh-huh. uh, you could find pretty much anything. Hmm. Next time I go to Atlanta, I'll look for snake. Well, you might need a time machine. Because (laughs) because of the 2008 crash. If I get a time (laughs) machine, I'm not going to waste it on eating snake. So, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Jellyfish. Okay. (laughs) All right. What? How? What? <laughs> it was it was not bad, but it wasn't particularly good. And it was, uh, if I could describe it, it looked like translucent pink, sort of like the way watermelon is, translucent pink. And it was like in little strips. And then when you bit into it, it was sort of weirdly crunchy. <laughs> How? Okay. <laughs> I have so many questions now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was this in a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, it was at a it was at a uh, Japanese uh, bar. Um, oh, Teppanyaki? Okay. Is that what it's called when it's... Yeah, it was just... It was like a Japanese bar with bar, typical Japanese bar foods. So, and jellyfish is a typical Japanese bar food. I guess so. It was my first time uh, seeing it, so I had to try it. Is it something that you would recommend to other people? Mm, no, I would, I would go with like something tempura. I would get yeah. something fried. I would not get uh, unless you just Jelly. have to try something new, but don't have any like grand expectations because it was not particularly delicious or anything. That even sounds bland. It, first of all. Jellyfish has a smell to it. Does it? Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. I haven't been around enough jellyfish. Usually when I look at a jellyfish, there's a thick glass between us. Well, okay. Dying and dead jellyfish. Oh, okay. Well, I've never I've been high. I've been up close to dead jellyfish or beached jellyfish, but never uh never smelled one. Yeah, yeah they they stink. <laughs> um they go bad fat. They they rot. Oh, fast. wow. Really fast. And the I didn't stinger, realize that. Yeah, the stinger still happens. Like I saw a jellyfish day. this big on the beach once. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who can't, which is <laughs> all of you, she's got her hands over her head. and <laughs> In a circle. Oh, my God. Like, that's so huge. It was, it was uh, in Australia, which is no surprise. Yeah. I actually had a guest on front who worked in Australia and he had um, if he listens to this and I don't know if he will, but if he listens to this I would love to get his take on what jellyfish actually is. He had this whole thing about how shark fin soup isn't actually shark fin soup. Oh, I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 I feel like I heard that very recently, so it's funny that you'd say that. I'm yeah. interested by food stuff. So am I. Mm. <laughs> so am I. But, uh, God, I wish I could remember that snake I had that I thought, this is probably pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's really not good. It's was it bad. not good because it was just... It just was a terrible, just a terrible experience overall, or for the price, it was bad. It's like paying too much money for chicken McNuggets. Oh, okay, yeah. It had the texture of chicken McNuggets. Really bad. That's funny. I cannot remember the snake though. Um, I get well. I've had Indian food. I love Indian weird. food. That's not weird. It's, it's unusual. Um, I mean, if you live in a in a place where it's unusual, because uh, as you and I had talked about before, I'm from I'm originally from Georgia, like you are. Um, well, I still and, live here. Well, exactly, but Indian food wasn't an option in my area, so no. I didn't have Indian food until I moved here. Well, you telling me that you didn't have the internet until you were in middle school. I mean, wow, that's you must have been I outside. Think of, so, yeah, like maybe we definitely used internet in school, but okay. I think maybe middle school yeah. is a little bit of an overreach. Maybe in the third okay. grade or something like that is when we started using the internet. But even okay. then, I can remember, I can still remember sort of how bare bones it was. Yeah. Like how basic websites looked. You know what's so crazy is like the first time I ever Skyped. And it wasn't on a phone even. And it wasn't, it didn't look this good. Mm. Uh, but the very first time I ever Skyped, 
I've literally had this. So my family, there's a story about my great grandfather, about how he he was walking in his town and he saw a radio for the first time. And he was just blown away by this radio. Mm. Like, you know, like, oh, my God. And so he was the principal of the school. And so he took the radio into the school and none of the kids could believe it. Like, none of the kids bought it at all. You know? That's such a cute story. Well, right. And that's what I thought until I Skyped for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I wonder if this man, this man, I was like, from the time this man was 30 years old to the day he died, mm. he literally had his mouth open the entire time. Like, oh, my God. Like, what are we doing now? Like, oh, my God. I'm still I'm still <laughs> constantly amazed with, the, like, the newest technology that comes out. Like, it, yeah. it never fails to amaze me. What's the, to, to, okay, what's the most amazing thing? That, okay, what's the littlest, most amazing, like the, the, the little thing that's the most amazing for you? The littlest thing that's most amazing? Maybe unlocking my phone with my fingerprint. Huh. <laughs> to me, <Okay>. that's <laughs> I can go littler. I can go littler. Than littler? That. Okay. I'm able to go on a website and mm. text, have conversations through text in real time with people all over the planet. I can put up, I put out a blog post and it went viral. That's, That's crazy. pretty cool. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. That. Or like the fact that I can. From the comfort have, of your home. I have all these numbers in my phone from all over the world and I can just call people. Like from not even in my country, just all over the place, just like it's normal. That's a great, that's a great mentality <laughs> to keep. I think just to allow yourself to always be amazed and not get yeah. jaded. Cause I think once you get jaded and comfortable, then I don't right. know. I feel like if you get too comfortable, then you might be more readily accepting of technology in all of its forms, even if it's bad. So I think it's good to keep that level of surprise, maybe. And if yeah. you get what I'm, yeah. No, yeah. Well, here's what I think. I think the surprise is going to evolve. Like, I at, think. Yeah. At some point, yeah. the stuff we're familiar with is going to be normalized. And then, and then, okay, I've got one. I've got one. And this is going to be a game changer. Mm -hmm. Okay. What if you could put something in your mouth and something in your ear, mm -hmm. and you could talk in your language? Oh. And somebody else could hear it in their language, and it was perfect. Uh, like it they, was call a that perfect a, they call that a babble fish in, uh, in the Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy. Uh-huh. That would uh, be an about, amazing thing. Think about all the relationships that people could have. Yeah. It would think be super. How, 
think about how if I'm able to talk to people, if I'm just able to have conversations with people mm. in other languages, in, in other countries, in my language, and I'm able to have this broad perspective because I'm able to talk to these people all over the world, mm. well, how much more open would you be if your boyfriend was from, I don't know, sub-Saharan Africa? And he didn't speak English and you didn't speak whatever he was speaking. But, you know, there was a connection and you had a relationship and blah, blah, blah. I think it's a I think that would be an amazing life changing, world changing invention. If we ever get to that, sign me up. Of course we will. Of course we will. I mean, I would love that. Of course we will. I mean, right now. Well, I hope I see you're, it in my lifetime because it's... You're in my ear right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, right. So there's Maybe that. I'm speaking French right now and I'm just having no, it translate. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean, just say, if you can have AIs, I mean, like you can have... I don't know. It's just so crazy mm. to think about. <laughs> so I like when you listen to... It. Or like when you listen to Elon Musk or somebody like that talk about going to Mars. You think about, good Lord. Right. (laughs) You know? Jesus. All right, Lindsay, we've been at this for an hour and 15. Uh, Is there anything? (laughs) The conversation was uh, easy and flowing. It was a a lot of fun, and it's easy to get carried away. It is. It is. Is there uh, anything you want to tell the internet? Um, so I did uh, mention my comic a few times called Oni Girl on Webtoon. Um, so it is a fantasy story with uh, fantasy characters, uh, but it is from a real place in my heart. Uh, it's built off of my own real life experiences dealing with self-esteem and anxiety and mental health issues. And if you have any of those sorts of issues yourself, you might find solace in this comic because you might, uh, it might help you realize that you aren't alone in this world, that other people do feel the same way that you do. And if you ever feel like you need to reach out to someone, please never hesitate to do so. Because your life is meaningful. Uh, yeah. And if you want to check out my comic, then you can do so by going to the provided link that Ben will so kindly uh, provide. And uh, you can just search Oni Girl on Webtoon, O N I G I R L. All right. And as always, folks, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. All right, Lindsay. Thank you, and I'll hang on the line while I figure out how to (laughs) unhook this contraption. (sighs) Let me see here.